listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Uh uh, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear... <laughs> ...during another exciting episode of Chicken Man. He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's crime does not pay on the shadow. This episode originally aired on December 8th, 1940, and it's called The Voice of Death. Sam! Sam, what's wrong? What in the name of all the 
it was blood. Rose. Sam, how could kittens do... Sam. He's dead. Well, I must say, Lamont, that we picked a fine day to go visiting. <laughs> you want no secret, Margot? I'm your man. This whole thing is just an effect. Huh? A fact, day. Mm-hmm. Oh. People always look for a mysterious atmosphere in the Louisiana bio, so uh, Mother Nature very obligingly provides for them. Oh, I see. Well, I must say that sunshine wouldn't make a great deal of difference. I don't see how it could ever penetrate those moss-laden trees. Is much further to go, Lamont? I don't think so. Arthur told me the house was exactly five miles from that last bridge. Why in the world would anyone want to live way off like this? Well, the house has been in Arthur Whittington's family for many, many years, and Arthur, being a rather peculiar chap, I, I don't suppose it bothers him in the least. Oh. Forgive me for appearing dull, but I don't get it. Well, Margaret, it's a, it's a long story. It began in college when we took a medical course together. I guess I was the only person in the whole school who really understood him. Well, why was that? Well, Arthur was a brilliant student, but he was also a highly sensitive lad. Always imagining that people were making fun of him, laughing at him behind his back. Was there any reason for that? Well, yes, there was. It was his voice. He had the harshest-sounding voice I'd ever heard. It cracked, it rasped. It did everything that a voice shouldn't do. Really? In fact, it was his voice that made him leave medical school. I don't follow you, Lamont. Well, it all happened one day in class. Arthur had prepared a paper, an excellent paper that he had to read aloud to the student body. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please, please. You may proceed, Mr. Whittington. Uh, Mr. Whittington, where are you going? Wait, why are you leaving the classroom? Well, he threw down his paper and walked right out of the room. Oh, the poor boy. I've never heard of him since. But we've corresponded. And uh, then, as you know, when he learned that we were down here in Louisiana fishing, he got in touch with me and invited us out to see him. Well, that goes a long way toward explaining his living out here so far from civilization. You know, he still must be sensitive about that horrible voice. Yes, I'm sure he is. But remember, we mustn't do anything to call attention to it. Oh, heavens, no, I wouldn't. Come on, there's something right ahead on the road. Uh, yes, Margaret, yes, I see it. Uh, it's rain on the windshield. It's hard to... Wait. It's some sort of a fence. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of the line. And not a house in sight. Mm. Well, there seems to be a sign on it. we better get out and investigate. Button up that raincoat, Margo. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. It's getting so dark, you can hardly make the sign out. Here's your flashlight, Lamont. Oh, thank you. There we are. Well, Whittington Hall. Keep out. That's a nice welcome. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that doesn't mean that. Well... Looks like we'll have to walk down this path to get to the house. I think I can just see it through the trees. Hmm. Come on, did you hear that? Yes. Sounds like little kittens. Oh, the poor things out in weather like this. I'm going to find them. They seem to be under that bush. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. Margo, you'll get so climbing around in that underbrush. Well, I'll have them, just. Oh, Margo! Margo, what's in the next? Get down, you! Get down! Run, run, Margo! This car will take care of you! Get down, you! Get out! There. They're running away. Margo, are you all right? 
Yes, I, I guess so. They didn't hurt you? No. One of them ripped my coat, that's all. Someone I don't understand. They sounded like little kittens. Yes, yes, I know. Well, what do you make of it, Lamont? I don't know. But one thing is certain. They're going back to the car and get my revolver. I guess it is, Margo. Yeah, we we're back in New Orleans. Well, if you'd rather we... Oh, well, no, we've come this far. Go ahead and knock at the door. I promise you, if a ghost answers, I won't be surprised. No, frankly, no will I. Are you going to tell Mr. Whittington about the dog? Of course. Why not? Well, it may sound a bit strange in the telling. Dogs that sound like little kittens. Well, he may know who... What do you want? Oh, uh, Good evening. We'd like to see Mr. Whittington, please. What is it about? He's expecting. There are no guests expected here tonight. Well, if you'll say that Miss Lane and Mr. Cranston are I here, tell I... you that Mr. Whittington is not seeing anyone tonight. Yes, I'm... sir. Yes, sir. What is it? People here, Mr. Arthur. Oh, Arthur. It's Lamont Cranston. Lamont, come in. Come in. Yes, sir, you old fool. I told you we were expecting Mr. Cranston. Sorry, Mr. Arthur. Come in, sir, please. Well, Lamont, I'm glad you were able to come. It's good seeing you again. Well, thank you, Arthur. I'd like you to meet a friend of mine, Miss Lane. Uh, this is Arthur Whittington, Margo. How do you do, Miss How do you Lane? do, Mr. Whittington? Well, come take off those wet coats. Thank yes, you. we're more or less swimming in these. Uh, Jasper, show Miss Lane and Mr. Cranston into the living room. There's a fire there, Lamont. You can dry off. All the comforts of home. <laughs> yes. Now, if you'll excuse me for a moment, I'll go and arrange for dinner. Oh, yes, yes, of course. You will come this way, please. Thank you. Lamont, this place is just as scary inside as it was outdoors. Yes, I uh, see what you mean. Those musty walls and that worn furniture. The candles and old-fashioned lamps. I don't understand how anyone can live here. There's something else that's more difficult to understand, Margot. What do you mean? That man that greeted us was Arthur Whittington. But it was not Whittington's voice. No, no, Lamont. I saved this wine for special occasions. <laughs> Very special occasions. Well, we're flattered. I suppose my mode of living is a bit mystifying to you, Miss Lane. Mystifying? Well, my staying here in the wilderness, in a house that's almost in ruins, living alone with just a servant. Well, I, I think it might have its advantages, too. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. Some people might not understand. I must say, though, Arthur, for a man who's roughing it, you set a highly civilized table. Well, I'm like a Britisher in the tropics, I guess. I still like to maintain that. Master Arthur. What is it, Chester? Why are you interrupting my meal? Master, they are loose again. What? I told you to keep that door locked. I know, I know, but they got out. You fool. They must be someplace near. I keep hearing them. Excuse me, please, Miss Lane. Lamont, I'll be right back. Come along, Chester. Yes. Oh, don't mind us. Lamont, you know the worst people. What's all this about? I'm not sure, Margo. But it could be those savage dogs. Lamont, do you think they belong to Mr. Whittington? Perhaps. You know, I'm letting you in on a little secret. I wish we could leave here. Well, why, Margo? Well, the way Arthur Whittington acts, the way he talks, the way he looks at you. I don't know, it, it just sends shivers up my back. But we can't leave now. 
Not until the storm is over, at any rate. Oh, I certainly wish that we'd never... Come on, do you hear that? Yes. That same sound. They're near the house this time. Why should he have such beasts around here? And how did they get the voice of a cat? That's something we'll find out when Arthur returns. I'll just go... What was that? It was a human voice. It sounded like it came from someplace here in the house. Yes. Oh, I don't like this place, Lamont. When he comes back, I think you should ask for an explanation. I think we should know about those dogs and that morning, too. Yes, when Arthur returns... I have returned, Lamont. I didn't hear you come in. What was that about my returning, Lamont? Well, Arthur... Uh, both Margot and myself are very curious to learn something about two giant dogs that we encountered on our way in here. Oh, yes, what about them? Well, we wondered just how it was possible that these huge animals had the vocal cords of tiny kittens. Oh, 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 I shouldn't have given you that last glass of wine. No, but it's true. I saw and heard them too. Oh, now come, Miss Lane. I'd say your imaginations were working overtime. Who is that, Arthur? What? Well, what are you talking about? That voice. Someone in this house. Arthur, we've got Yes. To... Yes, I know. Now that you've heard him, I... I'll have to explain his presence. Well, who is it? Why did he cry out like that? Miss Lane, that was a cousin of mine, Frank Harper. He's in one of the rooms off this corridor. He's locked in that room because... Well, because he's not right mentally. Oh. I'm sorry you had to learn about this. Family skeletons are never very pleasant topics. Harper! Yes, you see, my dear cousin Harper. I've gotten free of my chair at last. Oh. And now... And I'll have you, you hear me? No, no, I won't. Uh, help me, you two. Help me. He can't keep me here like this. Look, fool, get back to your room. No, no, let me go. Take it easy, no. Arthur. I must handle this in my own way. Yes, don't let him send me back. Help me. Shut up, you fool. Help me. Come in here with me. No, no. Lamont. Oh, Lamont, that was horrible. Yes, and it was also very revealing. What do you mean? The voice of that man, Harper, is the same one that used to belong to Arthur Whittington. Lamont, what does all this mean? I don't know yet, Margot. Some way, somehow, that poor creature that rushed in here has been given Whittington's voice. Listen, the animals again. Yes. They're part of this thing, too. This mix-up of voices. Oh, Lamont, I wish we could leave here right now. We can't go now, Margot. Not until we learn what's behind all this. Lamont, what's happening up there? Sounds as if Harper's being beaten. Come on, Margot. We're going to that room. What are you going to do? I want to talk to that boy. Quietly, Margot. We must get down the hall without Whittington hearing us. Oh, what is he doing to him? Quiet. The room is right down here. Are you going in there? Not yet. Not until Whittington leaves. I want to talk to the boy alone. Oh, perhaps I'd better wait in the living room. Well? If Whittington wants to know where you are, I can tell him that you've gone out to the car for something. Very well, Margot. But please, Lamont, please don't be long. I won't. The answer to this mystery will be found very quickly by the shadow. <laughs> That'll teach you not to go running around this house. Now you stay here and be quiet, understand? Either you obey me in the future. Good night, my dear cousin. Harper. <laughs> oh, what was that? 
I have come here to help you, Mr. Harper. Uh, hearing things. I'm hearing things again. No, you're not. Uh, who speaks to me? I am called the Shadow. Uh, I see no one. I'm standing right here beside you. But you can't see me because I've used my hypnotic power to cloud your vision. Uh, I don't understand. Listen to me, Harper. I'm here to help you get out. But first, I must learn something from you. You don't help me? Yes, yes. But tell me, why are you here? Why has your cousin kept you locked in this room? He's jealous of me. He always has been. How did he get you into this house? I came to visit. Just like that couple I saw in the dining room tonight. But I never got out. They never will either. Why do you say that? He will use them just as he used me. For his devilish work. Why was your cousin jealous of you? My voice. Yes? What about your voice? I used to have the voice that Arthur has now. I knew it. I knew it. What did he do? How did he accomplish this transference? Came to my house one night. Had dinner. Dinner. I felt drowsy. I'd been drugged. Yes, then what happened? Well, when I came to, I was... I was in his laboratory. He has a laboratory here in the house? Yes. I was strapped to a table. I fought to get loose, but it wasn't any use. Then he clamped an ether cone on my face. I passed out. And when you came to? When I came to... Oh, it must have been days later. I had his voice, this horrible voice of his... And he had mine. And you've been kept prisoner here ever since? Yes, yes, always in this cell. In this same cell. Even the dogs get out, those savage dogs that he gave the voices of little kittens. Oh, I see. That accounts for the dogs. Well, I promise you this, Mr. Harper. You shall be free to leave this cell of yours after tonight. <laughs> No. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, Mr. Whittington. Where is Lamont? Well, he went out to the car for something. He should be right back. I see. Well, perhaps you'd like me to show you your room while we're waiting. Oh, no, thanks. That's all right. I'll wait for him. I'd rather you come with me now, if you will. I have several chores to perform, and I'd just like you to know where your room is. Oh, very well. Just down this hall, Miss Lane. Thank you. I think you'll be very interested in what I have to show you. This will be your room. Won't you step inside? All right. Is there a light that I can... What are you doing? I'm just making sure that no one will disturb us, Miss Lane. Why did you lock that door? You'll see. Now, we'll put on this lamp. There. This room. What is this place? This is my laboratory, Miss Lane. My workshop. Well, I conduct my experiments. Let me out of here and unlock that door at once. I'm sorry, but you're staying here. You don't let me out. I'll call for help. Lamont will hear me. Why don't you call? Lamont! Lamont! Before you continue, Miss Lane, you might be interested to learn that these walls are completely soundproof. What are you doing? Why have you got me here? You're going to help me, Miss Lane. Help you? Yes. They're going to be a party to an experiment of mine. My greatest experiment. What do you mean? You'll learn soon enough. First, I'm afraid I must strap you to the table. No, no, keep away from me. Not being such an obstinate fool. No, you do Stop pounding on that door. Let go of me. You come with me now. Oh. On this table. No, you can't do this. There you are. Let me go. Let me 
That's to hold you securely. Oh, let me loose. There we are. Now. Now you can struggle or scream as much as you wish. I'd particularly recommend the screen. It may be your last chance to use it. What do you mean? This experiment of mine has to do with your voice, Miss Lane. That's my work, you know. The transference of voices. What are you saying? You've already heard two of my examples. The dogs with the voices of little kittens. And my cousin, Frank Harper. And it's true. What Lamont thought is true. Oh, so he guessed my secret, eh? Well, he'll never live to tell it. Oh, no. You will survive, though. But you won't be able to tell it either, Miss Lane. What are you going to do to me? I'll show you. The answer to your question is in this box. Let me open it. There we are. A cat. Yes, a cat. Have you ever seen a more beautiful cat? She's pure person, aren't you, girl? What has that cat got to do with me? A great deal. And giving her your vocal cords. No. No, you don't know what you're doing. You're lame. Not at all. I merely have a great hatred, Miss Lane, for the entire human race. They ruined me. Their heartless cruelty blighted my entire life. But animals, ah, you're different, aren't you, my little pet? No, you can't mean what you say. But I do. Lady knows that, don't you, girl? She knows that after tonight, we'll be able to converse, be able to tell one another all the things that we've kept stored up. And you, Miss Lane, as befits your sex, you will have the vocal cords of a cat. No, no. Now I think we can proceed with these. No, keep away, keep away. There will be no pain. This Ether will take no. care of that. Are you ready? No, please. No, she isn't ready, Mr. Whittington. Who is that? Who spoke? I spoke to you. Who are you? I am called the Shadow. Don't try to find me. I've made myself quite invisible to your eyes. What are you doing here? Why are you interrupting my work? I've come to put an end to your work. I'm here to free that young woman. Oh, no, no, you won't. I'm not frightened by someone I can't even see. Put down that ether. I'm going ahead with my work. No, no! You may not be able to see me, Mr. Whittington, but I think you'll feel this. Why, you... Now I'm releasing this girl, and then I'm holding you until I can get the police out here. They'll be very interested in your experiment. <laughs> you think you can keep me here, do you? The light is put up the light. Now, Mr. Shadow, I am invisible, too. And I'm getting out here right now. Stop it. He's going through those cases. Come back here, Whittington. Go and get this shadow on. Come on, Margo. He's not getting away. There he is,
Another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. This is England, which is in the British Isles, and along a rain-swept English Channel coast in a large mansion, the feathered fighter stands in the darkness of its cold and dank basement. Hello? I just came in to get dried out. Who said that? Wink Royer. This is Miss Halfinger. How'd you get down here? I'm not. I'm speaking to you through the chicken communicator in your beak. Oh, right. What is it? Have you made any progress in finding the Worldwide Wicked Web headquarters? No, not yet. It was raining and I stopped by this house to get dried. I see. I'm in the basement now. Why the basement? I was standing in the library waiting for this guy to come back from feeding the bats. Did you say bats? Mm-hmm. He was going to bring me something to eat, too, he said. Wing warrior. He also said he was going to summon his master, who was in the laboratory inventing something. What does this place look like? Well, it's not a pretty house, Miss Halfinger. There's uh, cobwebs and suits of armor and sliding panels. Sliding panels? Mm-hmm. That's how I got in the basement. It's dark. I can't see a thing right now. Where's your utility light? You mean the matches? Yes. Oh, they got wet in the rain. I'll look for a light switch. Uh, Wing warrior, I think you stumbled into something. Oh! What is it? I just stumbled into something. What? Miss Helfinger, it's a... Hello. Hello. Wind Warrior. Trouble, Miss Helfinger? Inspector, the communicator in the Wind Warrior's beak seems to be out. Impossible. We just bought it. Right after World War II. Well, it's out, and I think the Wing Warrior's in trouble. By trouble, do you mean ha-ha trouble or uh-oh trouble? Uh-oh, I think. Uh-oh. Meanwhile, back in the cold, dank basement. So, Winged Warrior Bobola, we at last meet, huh? Winged Warrior, our wicked web leader is speaking to you. What have you done to my chicken communicator? Why, <laughs> you sound all stuffed up, Winged Warrior. I demand that you untie my feet, my hands, my wings, and my beak. Because once I'm free... Yes. I will stand up, stretch, do a couple deep knee bends. Yes. yes. Then you can tie up my feet, hands, wings, and beak, and I'll be okay. Feel a lot better. Cramps will be all gone. Everything will be okay. Wow. Notice, if you will, how the forces of evil have once again outfoxed themselves. They've tied up our hero's feet, hands, wings, and beak, have they? The fools. That means they've left his chest completely free to fight and eventually destroy them. Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Imagine looking for little kittens, cold and shivering in the rain, only to have it turn out to be vicious dogs. But here's my question If they have the vocal cords of kittens, how can they attack with that kind of growl? Wouldn't they have kitten growls? And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, 
Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.